Welcome to People in Exile, where we have conversations, host interviews, discuss books, and engage with the Bible to help believers live out their faith in an unbelieving world. Welcome to this episode of People in Exile. I'm your host for this episode, Chris Chambers. Chris Chambers. That's good. I'm actually Andrew Chamberlain. Oh, really? How are you doing, actually, Andrew? And who else is with us today? And I am the Ben Ellis. The and this may be the strangest opening we've had in a while. Well, I'm the, doing great, man. It's, it's this a good is day. this is our good second day. one. Actually, we had to we had to start over. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's a rough Monday. <laughs> but you know, we have five days for all of us who have school children here in this podcast. Five days and a little yeah. Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The kids that. got five days. Yeah, I, I have, seven, have seven. I have days. seven work days, and then then I'm off for a couple of weeks. So I that's have good. Five. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I work all the way up till uh, Christmas Eve. Well, good you, deal, man. Christmas Eve is like a <laughs> marathon day for you. Got a, man. got a slave driver. Yeah, I know. Got, <laughs> how many how many services are we doing Christmas? Eve? We we have three. three. We yeah. have three Christmas Eve services. We one right. at two o'clock that where everybody has to wear a mask, and then one at four, and then one at six. Mass where strongly masters still strongly encouraged. Mass so strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged. Yeah. So here's what uh, what we're looking at doing uh, for this particular episode. Uh, so I was on my phone here last few weeks, and I came across something called Pod Decks, like podcast decks. And basically, it's like a, I think you can actually purchase physical decks, or you could just buy the. Uh, the app, and then uh, gives you you know, different oh, like cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go through; it basically gives you some some like stuff. Prompt. Like a prompt. That's exactly what it is. Actually, Andrew is on fire this morning. I'm ready to roll, man. <laughs> I've been up forever. All right, so here's. I don't know how many of these we're gonna get through. I'm just gonna, you know, I'll throw it out. We'll talk a little bit, and then we'll when it we have it. nothing else to talk about. We'll move on to the next one. All right. So All right. Uh, here's the first one. Would you rather? It's a would you rather. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be physically weak or mentally weak? Physically weak. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's, that's an easy one. That, yeah, that, no, man. Because here's the reality. You're going to get physically weaker, mm-hmm. probably mentally weaker, but definitely physically weaker throughout your life. So it's it's like, you know, inevitable. But mentally, you know, if you stay strong, then you can – seems like you could do a lot more. Yeah, well, I think of just like, uh, you know – Plus, I'm already mentally, I mean, physically good to go. <laughs> Not really giving up anything. Yeah, well, I was just like I was just thinking like J.I. Packer. Yeah. Like I mean, the guy was yeah. was yeah. not physically strong, but dude, the guy is an intellectual giant. Yeah. We're gonna talk about him in a little bit too. Yeah. But but I mean, it's just like I would I would rather have J.I. Packer's like brain, mm-hmm. you know, and not worry about the rest of it. The other thing is, is that Scripture tells us that physical training is of some use, mm-hmm. right? But not but not ultimate use. Why? Because this body ultimately is gonna, you know, be burned. Yeah, I, and, and I'm I'm like trying to figure out a way since both of you went with the you'd rather be physically weak. You gotta go. You gotta get. Uh, oh, I'm trying to, but I, I I like I can't. You know. Okay, great. I'd love to have more muscles. Or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> think of your job. Yeah. I mean, just job alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah. Just come in, you know, muscle bound, no brains whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah. Right. See, if, if it was completely, and I think this is the this is the question. Would you rather? It's uh, at the expense of the other, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we'd prefer to have both if, if possible. But having to choose, I, I think both all three of us have said we'd rather. What be we would have said when we were eighteen? Uh, probably. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was pretty dumb at eighteen, so <laughs> I probably would have said physical strength. <laughs> We should ask our. We should ask our. Although kids. here's the thing, I remember. So I, I was never like one of these guys with six pack or anything, you know. I mean, I was in good shape when I was younger, uh, but nothing like that, right? Never like you know super super. Uh, but I was always I was fairly strong, um, and uh, but I always 
and, and I was like, I was like, uh, kind of, um, I wasn't very fast, but, but fast enough, you know? Yeah. And I always wanted to, wanted to be like somebody who you look at and you're like, Man, I'm not worried about that guy at all. But then like, oh, you know, get, get run you. past you or, you know, gotcha. knock you over or something like that. It wouldn't, wouldn't really. Even so, so you always wanted to be a sleeper is what I'm hearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah where you can't really see it. Like, yeah. I, I think the question I remember discussing was, would you rather like, like look, you know, heavy and not really in great shape, but actually be in really good shape, be really strong and fast and stuff. Or would you rather look that way, but not actually be very strong or very fast? So the first one was your love language there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I want to scare, I don't want to scare you, but then I want to really get you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. 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 So. All right. Physically weak. But let's think real quick before we move on. Yeah. What would that actually, what problems would that cause that we're not thinking of? If what? If we are physically weak? Yeah. You know uh, what I'm saying? Like, are you, you know, like, I mean, how, phys- can you how physically weak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you walk? <laughs> like, no strength can whatsoever. You, can you bring the food to your mouth? <laughs> right, right. That's true. If, That's if true. We're going that level. That's true. Ugh. Yeah, we're, we're like, we're, you know, you mentioned Packer, you know, assuming that we could, we could write or assuming oh, yeah. we could type yeah. or. Well, <laughs> if you can uh, hold the pen. Uh, oh, God. Well, well too heavy. Stephen Hawking, though. Yeah. Like, the guy, I mean, I don't agree with all of his conclusions, but yeah. I mean the reality is is that the guy is an influential giant. Right. He's he's literally bound to this chair. Yeah. Uh, cannot physically to, care for himself, and he does have a. I'm not like sure a voice how thing. he did. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually it has to do with movement. I think it has to do with movements of his head that's actually taught into the computer so that he becomes a, a, a language that way. Mm. So I mean, even in that respect, I mean, I, I don't that's know. Pretty I don't insane, know. even to think that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, um, that is uh, number one. Here's number two. You ready? Okay. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. All right. This is another would you rather. I'm gonna. Uh, this is the last would you rather we'll do. Would you rather know the exact time and place that you'll die, or have the option to choose how you will die? Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty morbid one for a Monday morning. Up for Monday morning. Yeah. Choose your death. Okay. Wow. Right, let's see. <laughs> That's, rather, that's two episodes in a row where we've heard the singing, <laughs> the singing voice of, yeah, uh, of Andrew. Actually, we appreciate it, man. If you lived in my house, you'd hear it all the time. But yeah. it, but you singing wham most of the time like you did last time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the question was, what would I you rather, rather know the exact time and place that you'll die? So just know that, death? or choose how. So in the choosing how, then I don't get to choose when, right? Right. Well, okay. you don't get to choose when. You just get to know. I know when. that, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying I don't get to. Cho- like, right. Okay. Right. Just yeah. how. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the hat. I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, the first one. Uh, you want? You would rather know the exact time? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That'd then be rough, I, man. Well, then you can number your days appropriately. But we should be doing that anyway, right? Yeah, but 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 we don't. Of, well, I mean, I think we. Uh, I don't know if we do or don't. I'm just saying, like that would. Well, I think it's Tozer that actually said, uh, you know, everybody knows that they're going to die, right? But no one actually lives like they are going, going to, to die. die. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I still go with number one. Number one. Ben? I really do not know. Yeah. I think I would end up going with number one. Eh, no, that spoils the fun. Um, I'll go with uh, number two. Number so two. you'd rather choose how. Yeah, and again, and again we're, not, we're, not, we're not saying like euthanasia, like this is what we're going to do. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Right. Just saying like, all right, here's the time that, that I'm going to die, and this is what it's I would like, like to die peacefully in my sleep. Yeah, I think, I think, that's, pretty much, I think that's pretty much what I would you go with I think, two I think I'd two. go with that too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if? But see, here's the downside Oof. to that one. What if it's like, okay, it's happening next week. Okay, but you don't. Well, you don't know that. that. Yeah, yeah. 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 You, it's just a matter of how. So it could be, you know, today. It could be, you know, 
100 years 100 from now. Years, yeah. But see, with the when, right? Yeah. Can I just say, I'm, I choose not to die. <laughs> no, there's no win choice. You can only choose you can. once. You, you certainly can. Uh, but again, they're still going to tell you, well, that's nice, Andrew. However, your date oh, to die keep, is here. I keep answering the wrong question. <laughs> Oh man. man, I think I just—I think I just gave. I think I uh, hurt myself with my answer there. <laughs> All right. Um, what will you? Here's number three. Right. What will you install in your child to help them make better decisions? What will you install sure. in your child to help them make uh, better decisions? How about a love for Jesus? Right. I mean, uh, ultimately. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna take the very obvious answer. Yeah. I mean. Well, let's, let's not skip past the very no, obvious I mean, answer, though, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. It is a good one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, understanding that we can't uh, install yeah, that in them, I, but we could certainly uh, raise them yeah, yeah. Yeah, in, in, a, in, a, in an atmosphere where, where that's something that they, that they see day in mm-hmm, and day out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Mr. Ben, heartless one, um, what would you go with then? Well, if we're I mean, not going to go I mean, with... Well, I know. I mean, the obvious answer pa- is... Let me say, yeah. Pastor Ben, go the, ahead. What, the, would you, what would you prefer? <laughs> I didn't say there was a preference. I'm just saying it's the obvious answer. I mean, it's it's not. It, I mean, from if if you get from if you get to, if you look at two if you're looking at two plus two, the obvious answer is four. It also happens to be the correct answer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, just yeah, the only answer, right? Yeah. It's it, so I mean, it's it's not that it was a bad answer or an inappropriate answer. It's just like it's the obvious answer. I I really feel like you're you're like picking on me here for no reason. We are. <laughs> okay. I'm, Duh. How about we go in a different route then? Uh, what what? what what else? trait? What character what trait? Else? Maybe. What character trait? Maybe would you install in your child to help them make better decisions? Oh, well, my answer is then don't be selfish. Yeah. Like selflessness, because you know the if you if you when you have kids and, and you think of your own life, the big challenge is what? M- many times the reason you make poor decisions mm-hmm. is what? You're just looking out for number one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if I could teach them, like, look. You know, this is going to cause you this problem or that problem, so don't do it that way. That would be what I choose. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. be selfish. Is that is that possible without the obvious answer? As Pastor Ben pointed uh, to you. Well, th- no, mm-hmm. I guess right. But, but but again, you're answering the question that was asked. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> Thank you, there, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I think just I think the reality too, though, is is that is particularly from the viewpoint that we're coming from is is three Christians. We're going to look at that, and like no matter what we want to instill in our children, it's going to come back to the obvious answer. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, what we would like to see in our children, whether it be a character trait or a passion, or or even just their their pattern of thinking, is going to be centered around Christ. What's so above and above and beyond anything else, the love for Jesus is going to be the center center point of that. Yeah. What's the the argument from apologetics about morality? What's is there like a big subject title of that? Yeah. Well, the. the Oddly enough, C.S. Lewis is actually famously Who's articulates C.S. Lewis, Clive mm-hmm. Staples Lewis, also known as Jack. I anyway, think, I don't think I've, you've heard of him, Andrew. I don't think. No. Oxford Don wrote a lot of stuff in the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Huh. You know, whatever. Anyway, you guys are killing me this morning. You guys are absolutely <laughs> killing me this morning. Anyway, he makes the argument. He makes two specific arguments: the argument from longing and the argument from morality. The reality, the, the reality that the world. Real quick, let me just whoa, jump in okay. and just pause you for a moment. Uh, I Man, just I wanted was on to such say, a roll too. Dude. Were, I was about to get started. Well, speaking of a roll, this is actually the thirty-second consecutive episode in which Ben has quoted C.S. Lewis. Anyway, continue, please. <laughs> Only thirty-two. I mean, I am not doing well. But, but yeah, the argument from morality is that because morality exists, we have to ask the question of where it came why? from. Yeah. Why? Why does? Why does morality exist? Why are we so offended by things like evil? So that's because the thing. Are. Like this question, 
So even if you do, if you take out the Jesus element, right? So we're getting deep for a moment. But even if you take it out, you've got to ask yourself, why does that matter? Mm -hmm. Why do you care? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, big stuff. All right, what did you, what was your answer? I haven't given one. Well, that's why I'm asking you. Actually, I gave I did give one, and it was it was the love of Jesus, right? Yeah, but I mean, didn't you kind of come back off? And of then that I thing? changed I changed it and he said yeah, something else. Question. It was a character trait or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe something like uh, like like uh, like perseverance. You know, persevere. Oh, like you know, don't give up, kind of thing. You know, keep, keep at it. Yeah, there you go. There so you I've go. got selflessness, perseverance. What's yours, Pastor? You can't give the... I can't give the obvious answer. Well, it's already been done. It's already been done. Well, there you go then. I think we're all taken care of then. <laughs> you got to give, uh, give one that's not the obvious is what I'm saying. Okay, so um, I would say... Actually, this I think stems more from my heart for, for learning and understanding the world. Wait. And I would give for a... Per Stop. Anyway, uh, Persia... <laughs> I would say somebody who's just... Uh, I would try to instill a passion for learning and understanding... Uh, the world. I think that would be that would be what I would try to instill in them because I think if we understand the world well, I think it does lead to a sense of selflessness. I think it should lead to a sense of selflessness. And the world that you're referring to, like the people in the world, like uh, for God so loved the world, are we talking about just yeah. just the science around us? Yes, all of the all, all of, of the it, above, yeah. all of it, right? Because I think you know, so just we, a passion for learning, a passion for learning. Yeah. Okay. Because I think as we understand, I think as we understand the things in the world and the people around us. I think it's hard not to have empathy for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Now, here's part B of this question. Now you have to defend your answer against the other two. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, Andrew, go first. What was yours? Selflessness. Yeah. Selflessness. Selflessness. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so perseverance. Am I, am I picking on the other two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're okay. defending why yours is better than the other two well, answers. Perseverance, uh, it's not selfless sometimes. Right? Uh -huh. If you self-preserve, right, mm -hmm. and you may choose yourself over others, that might not be the best thing, right? Mm -hmm. A passion, you know, a passion for learning may create, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, you could be, like, so enthralled with everything, you never come to a conclusion on anything until mm. you're, you're mm -hmm. aimless. So I would say that... Like, paralysis by analysis type of a thing? A little bit. So yeah, no. I would say, still, if you become selfless, then you... Yeah, you kind of fend against those things. So here's the deal: if you persevere, though, like I'm my, one of the things that uh, I think I did pretty good. There that's not that's not terrible. Right. So what? One of the <laughs> <laughs> that's not terrible. One that of that I mean, reminds me of like the compliments I got as a kid. <laughs> yeah, Dad, how'd I do? <laughs> you didn't suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so if you persevere, right, and your your dad tells you, um, you know, you need to try to be more selfless, and you need to persevere. Through your selfishness, right? Until oh, you get to that's yeah, 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 but the, the problem. Wait, wait the, the problem is perseverance has no you aim. Included mine in your answer. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. And then, as far as this learning goes, like you're in you're in school, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to learn this anymore. <laughs> hey, keep persevering. <laughs> All right, gold well, medal the, for the, the problem. The problem here with gold Chris's medal. wonderful answer is, is, as Andrew's already hinted to, he actually needs our answers. <laughs> In order to be useful, because the truth is, is that you can persevere in being a scumbag too, right. right? Man, I really wish I could get this cocaine order out, right? You know, oh really, God. just like, wow. really, really got to try hard for that. Well, we went to a different level what? there. <laughs> got to shut this thing down. We went to a different level. Bring Jesus back, please. Oh, man. Wow. So I think what we've really discovered is that we need to go with the obvious. We need Jesus and just stick with we Jesus. Jesus. I think we need that for a lot of reasons right now. All right, here's here's a good one. <laughs> Switch it up. Here's man. a good one. Um, hmm. I don't really know. 
okay, I'll just ask the question, and then we'll figure out how we want to uh, uh, tackle it. Question says this, what do you think will be your legacy? What do you think will be your legacy? You can go in a lot of... Hmm. A lot of different directions, you know. I mean, I think the 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 obvious answer here, legacy would be, you know, children, right? Grandchildren, right? Yeah. Great grandchildren, yeah. uh, from a from a very literal standpoint, right? But what is that going to look like, right? You know, think think of scripture, you know, to a thousand generations, right? Kind of kind of thing. Is that what your legacy is going to look like? Certainly, that's that's the prayer, right? Uh, I'll just mention this, like um, Matt Chandler, right? I love Matt Chandler. I think I think this is the 32nd episode in a row which I've actually quoted Matt Chandler. Mm, so there's okay. that. But anyways, um, he 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 says his dream, and he's like you know he gets really kind of um, uh, well anyway. He, he says my dream is that I'm sitting on the, the 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 back porch with my wife, you know, and we're like in our 80s, and uh, and we're 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 talking about how our children and our grandchildren, even our great grandchildren, are 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 serving the Lord in you know in a lot of different ways. How how God is mm -hmm. using them. Mm -hmm. On and on, and he says so. So what 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 that does for him? Uh, he says that it helps him when he goes through periods of could it be temptation or where, where maybe some some seasons where he, he feels uh, spiritually dry. Uh, he kind of goes to that that picture, you know, wants that wants to see that, so doesn't want to do anything that's going to you know divert his uh, path, if you will, you know, away from that. So that's good. anyhow, what that's would good. what is your what is your what is your legacy going to be? What do you think? I think for most of us, it's, it's actually well. I, I won't say that. Then I'll, I'll say it's a little different. I think, but it's mine's very similar. You yeah. Know, I would like to leave a legacy of children and grandchildren who are deeply in love with Jesus, and whose families are, are reflect that same quality. But also, I think uh, as a part of that, you know, I want to be just like you know, and this and this goes along. I think a lot with you know what's the characteristic I would instill in my yeah. children. You know, I think I want to be. I want part of that legacy to be not just sort of blindly mm -hmm. understand, you know, jumping into to following the gospel, but to really understand what it means to follow the gospel in a very meaningful and heartful way. Uh, you know, I've met a lot of people over the years who thought they were doing all the right things, and they just did them. And then when you press them, why are you doing these all right, all these right things? They didn't have a great answer. They didn't. They didn't really even understand what they were and they're doing at the, mm -hmm. in the long run. Mm -hmm. uh, and I and I've met those people everywhere from in church to in seminary. You know, and and I think that that, that breadth of of diverse missteps really helps me understand better the need, the reality to understand fully mm -hmm. what we believe and why we believe it and how it's transforming us and some of those other kind of things. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll jump in, Andrew, before you do. Sure. So I, th I think in a lot of ways, I'm still figuring out me, you know what I mean? Like, what am I still going to do with the time that I have left here? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I, I think from a, when we think just eternal temporal perspective, uh, I think, you know, the only thing that's going to last is the eternal, right? Sure. Um, and, and so I think a lot of, a lot of individuals would, would, would look at this and think legacy and, and they're going to answer it from a, from a temporal standpoint, right? Well, I want my children to do this X, Y, and Z. I want them to be successful. Uh, but again, the way that, that the success is defined is, is a lot different. So um, you know, I, 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 you know, I mean, I, I, I practice law at this point, you know, and, you know, fortunately we were able to, to start a firm and stuff and my wife and we were able to work with her and it gives us more time with our kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't matter to me if my kids decide they want to grow up and do that, man, I, I'd love if they decided they want to grow up and, 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 and serve, you know, in, in, in missions, you know, and, mm -hmm. or, or serve the church in some capacity, uh, or if they, you know, wanted it similar to what, what we're doing, you know, now that would be fine. But, um, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I think I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to be doing with this. And I, I remember when when I, I, I look back over my life and I think, all right, so I was uh, working at the post office. I quit there to go do uh, a rent to own business. I'm weird, you know, something that was it was a lot different than what I was doing. And I remember thinking at that time, uh, I don't think this is like my, you know, the, the rest of my life. But I, but I think this is getting me away from what I've done for the last ten years. You know, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I remember when I um, when I when I started the firm, at, you know, back in 2018. Uh, I remember thinking at that time, I don't know if this is what I'll be doing for the rest of my life, you know, the rest of my career, or if this is just you know, kind of this next this next phase. And I still kind of feel that way. I, th- I think there could be a sense in which, at some point, uh, I may decide, you know, I'm going to step out of this and, and go in a in a different direction. And it, you know, I mean, it could be could be ministry in some way. I don't I don't really know. Um, Anyway, I'm, I don't, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. No, it's but, good, though. Um, so your point, though, is is like, you know, you're, you're still finding it all out. Still trying to yeah, just figure it out. just people love Jesus. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if, I think if we have that eternal perspective, it really doesn't matter, you know, what you're doing. Absolutely. You know? I think it's a good answer. I think the challenge I face, though, with a question like this is, and maybe you two feel something similar, is, is when you start thinking your kids, mm-hmm. you know, like, I still have a really high expectation for my children. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I want to come, I don't want this to come off like, if they don't do these things, it's right. bad. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was kind of instilled in me as a child, and, uh, and, and when I was growing up, like you better, you got to do some stuff. You yeah, know? like you got to, you yeah. know, like my mom. I don't know how serious my parents were with this, but th- for example, they're like, before you get married, you got to go to seven countries and get your degree. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so there's a little bit of that that you know, like, I see. Did, like, did you make it? Uh, yeah. Well, I actually, w- I didn't, f- I got one, well, yeah, I guess I did because I got one degree. Um, and then the countries I got knocked down because I traveled a lot. But the, 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 um, the point I guess I'm trying to make is I, I, I wholeheartedly believe in the eternal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, there's no doubt mm-hmm. at all in my mind for that. And I want that. But I also want my kids to do really well, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and I, I don't want that to come off as, I don't know, bad, but it's like, I expect a lot out mm-hmm. of them, you know, and, and I want them to, to do those things, not just because from my vantage point and from what's been kind of instilled in me, there's not, not only like not not just meaning it selfishly, but meaning it from an opportunity standpoint for others and so forth. Like there are a lot of there are a lot of things you can do that we need to be clear on that if you are in certain positions and do things, you know, yeah. like, you know, so. What that means, far as I can, you know, I don't know the the details, but I want them to do well. Yeah. So that's one part, uh, gospel, big part, and then the last part is this: is that they would instill that into the next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. that 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 <coughs> they themselves would be disciple makers. Yeah, because yeah. I look at so my grandfather's always been kind of the one I've looked at, mm-hmm. and he had seven kids. They all followed Christ, and I think I have sixteen cousins if I count. And 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 uh, from what I thought, fo- what I understand, we all don't live together by any means, but seems like everyone loves christ mm-hmm. and they're all doing well and it's you know we've had people in the ministry we've had people prof- different careers yeah you know, and they've done well and so that's just kind of the idea yeah pass that along um i tell you what let's do one more of these and then we'll end this particular episode all right, all right. um hmm. this really has been an eventful episode yeah that one got me thinking, though. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It really kind of sombered us down. Well, right let right. me let me uh, let me go back to a very very temporal. Ready? Uh, <laughs> what kind of holiday shopper are you? Uh, Black Friday, Christmas Eve, mm. or a year long hoarder? 
I'll jump out and I'll say absolutely last minute Christmas Eve, if possible. However, I would say the last couple of years I've gone online a little bit, but even then you got to be a little bit ahead of time because uh, shipping. yeah, shipping does get yep. backed up. So, yep. oh, man, but definitely last minute for me. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, what kind of, what kind of shopper is your wife? Oh, she's Black big. Friday, man. She loves from Black Friday. Yeah. Um, but she's also like, a, she's a thoughtful shopper. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's she a is. very thoughtful yeah. shopper. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would dare to say that, the, well, that's a different question, but she does really well with that stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to answer this one. Okay. First, like with my wife, yeah. it's a little different. I'm a, I seem to be a little bit more thoughtful. Mm. I don't know why. Maybe it's just I think about a little bit more. Everybody else, it's kind of last minute. Last minute, yeah. And then my kids, it's like, I don't really even do anything. My wife does it all, and usually I'm just like the yes or no on like if it's a lot of money or something. Mm-hmm. You know? Of course, of course, the reality is the penalty for not being a thoughtful shopper for yeah. your wife, not great. Yeah. Not, not, not for great. my wife. That's true. That's true. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be true for either one of y'all's wives. You don't no. know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Here, here, here's the thing. Stephanie's sister actually uh, sent me a couple of things over the last couple of months. So she, her birthday's in November. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just, I was just gonna mention that. Uh, so she sent me. She said, "Hey, here's some earrings that that you know Steph might like." And I'm like, "Okay, you answer." Man, that is super easy. Click, and then it was here in the mail. Like Steph, here you go. And she's like, "Oh my goodness, this is the best gift ever!" Wow. Uh, and then uh, a few days later, she sent me a chair. Like an office chair, really nice. Like it, uh, it's a it's a massager and it heats up and all that kind of nice. stuff. And I'm like, click, done. And uh, so again, when you say thoughtful, like neither one of them really, it just wasn't very thoughtful. It's very, very. But her no sister thought, had thought, no thought it out. At all required. And, and I do wonder, well, <laughs> is that bad though? Because she no, loves both of the gifts. No, that's not bad at all. Yeah, like yeah. thoughtful. Okay, let me redefine how I'm thoughtful. Yeah. I just know what this person wants. So yeah. It's easier to get. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that, well, yeah, let yeah, me, yeah. let me, let me, let me, let me say this real quick and then Ben will get your answer. Um, yesterday, right? Uh, so I was talking to Seth. I'm like, Seth, man, have you, have you gotten all your <laughs> Christmas shopping done? And he's like, no, I haven't, I haven't bought for anybody. Nobody, nobody's taken me. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just playing with him, but that's where, it, you know, he went. And so before the end of the day, he had, he had actually gotten down, he had drawn uh, a bunch of pictures. Aww. Yeah. And then he wrapped them up. Yeah, and he's like, Dad, put this person's name and put this person's name on that. And I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a pretty bad dad. <laughs> I was kidding. And then he's like, took it. He's like, man, I, you're right. I, I got to do something. And so, That's but, pretty but, sweet, but when you take him about yeah. thoughtful, like super, super thoughtful, Absolutely. he's taking his time uh, and, and, and That's creating. That's <clears throat> how my daughter is. It's insane. Yeah. She makes everybody in our house a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. On her own. Yeah. She painted me a picture this year. Yeah. And you're nice. Like, That's. I mean, it's incredible. So yeah. I would agree. Yeah. That, so if we're looking at it that way, I'm not very thoughtful. I just kind of <laughs> like know, okay, like my mom and dad, I know what they want. Yeah. It doesn't take long. Right, you know right, what right. I mean? right. So, all right. We haven't given them the chance. So then. Black well, Friday. I, man, I'm horrible. Um, uh, I'm well, we knew that. Like, yeah, correct. <laughs> Hey, tell us something we didn't know. <laughs> Walked into that. All right, I'm, I'm I am also horrible at Christmas oh, shopping. Oh, right. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I am pretty much like, hey, look, hey, there's like two weeks left between now and Christmas. I better, ha- Cassie, don't listen to this episode. Uh, I better go figure out what I'm gonna get. So and so, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, we kind of got saved by the by the bell this year because we just bought we basically bought ourselves for Christmas. I just 
living room set. So oh, okay, cool. Getting to getting to downplay the rest nice. of that, but uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so it's like you know, but it's uh, I think like Andrew, I want to be, I want to be more thoughtful yeah. than I am. Yeah. Uh, but I'm you just not, um, and I think. Yeah, I think that's just that's just what I'm gonna have to leave it. The problem is my wife is brilliant, and she is a very thoughtful shopper, mm-hmm. and she is also the kind of person who will hoard birthday presents, Christmas presents. I mean, yeah. she, like she sees something, it's like, oh, so and so would love. Mm-hmm. Boom, it's got it's mm-hmm. in our house, right? It's yeah. either been ordered from Amazon or she bought it on the spot or whatever, you know, whatever else. And now she's hidden it. And I'm like, look, there are not that many places in our house. Right? Where are you <coughs> hiding these things? Yeah. Right. Uh, especially because some of those presents are for me, and yeah. I just can't find them. Of course, like go going back to Christmas vacation for a minute, then all of a sudden you go up in the attic and you find presents Boom. from years Whoops. ago. <laughs> That's happened to us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so two yep. two things real quick. Um, uh, you mentioned being thoughtful, thoughtful gifts, those kind of things. Uh, two things that we did recently. My, my Stephanie did really. Uh, she ordered this one. My parents love to travel, right? They they travel a lot, Ooh, and, my, and my mom loves to take pictures, right? So she got a a, a big this large uh, picture frame of the United States, right? And then what you do is you take um, you take the uh, um, picture and you send it to this company, and they'll cut it in the shape of each state. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. And so everywhere you've been, you can actually have a picture of, of, of you know you there in those states. So anyway, that was pretty neat. The other thing that was pretty cool. Uh, was you know you know that your mother liked that because when if you go over to her house yeah. she's like I gotta show you this yeah you know? yeah exactly that's awesome yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so the other thing was we bought for her both of our my my mom and um, and Steph's mom and it was uh, this thing where they send you a a question all year fifty two weeks they send you a question each week and then you just you know you type your answer at the end of the year. Right, they actually bound the book together, and if you want pictures in it, you can send pictures. And my mom loved pictures, so she did that. So she has the maximum size books, like five or six hundred pages book, um, and 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 it has all of her little writing, different stories. Hey, what was your best birthday ever? What was this? That's what was that? I've seen that yeah, 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 absolutely. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, and that so um, cool. it, and it really, really is. It gives you know, I mean, it's a little bit of work on on their end, right? But but at the end of that year, man, they have a, a really cool. They almost have like a condensed memoir, they do. like of their yeah, entire life. Exactly. It's like an, almost like an yep. autobiography. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, just uh, just a thought out there. Um, anyway, guys, I think uh, I think that'll that'll wrap up this uh, this episode. So thank y'all so much. People in exile. As always, thank you for listening to People in Exile. For more information, visit the website peopleinexile.com and make sure to follow us on Facebook. Until next time, keep praying and seeking the welfare of your city. Boom, let's go. All right, so dear Mr. Wormwood, I uh, note with great displeasure that your patient has become a Christian. Um, I thought one of the statements in the second letter um, that was very, very telling, controversial maybe, one of our great allies at present is the church itself. Yeah, that's one of the biggest challenges. That uh, that Lewis I think throws out there, and I think it's a very meaningful challenge because, in so many ways, the church really is sort of undermining itself. And uh, now you got to remember too, Lewis is writing in 1942. Yeah. Right. This is this is published in 42, so yeah. he's probably writing it between 39 and 40. Uh, because the interesting thing is, is that he notes uh, that this is the the quickest he's ever. Uh, put anything out like the, he says the writing came very easily to him 
so he he put this out very quickly. But the but I think the reality is is that the comment that he's making in forty two is I think even more appropriate for us in twenty twenty. Uh, as sometimes the church is its own worst enemy. So there was one. Well, there's a lot of stuff here, but he says. Um, you know, he goes through that part where, yeah, you know, uh, one of those neighbors sitting in the pew next to him, they're singing out of tune, boots yep. squeaking, double chins, yep. odd clothes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he said it doesn't really matter what kind of person they really are. Uh, just make him think about the worst in those individuals. Correct. Um, but he, he also goes and says, work hard on the disappointment um, or anticlimax, which is certainly coming to the patient during the first few weeks as a churchman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, um, in every department of life, it marks the transition from dreaming aspiration to laborious doing. And then he says, and which with this part, I think I disagree uh, a bit with, with C.S. Lewis. We could talk about it. He says, he therefore refuses to carry them, talking about God, by their or the enemy, uh, by their mere affections and habits to any of the goals which he sets before them. He leaves them to do it on their own, although he does put that in parentheses, so... Maybe um, maybe he is suggesting a misunderstanding from a demon or st- Satan standpoint. Correct. <clears throat> um, yeah, and that's one of the things you got to make sure that you watch out with uh, in terms of, of screw tape letters is you have to remember that screw tape is writing from a demon's perspective, yeah. right? But I think going back to like your original question that you maybe disagree with that God has left them alone to carry themselves along. I think this is one of those sort of pieces that for Lewis, he very much saw sanctification as a partnership and at least it it always seems to feel like Lewis seen Lewis writes about sanctification as a partnership and he tries not to minimize the effort of humanity in that partnership. Um, I know that that for a lot of us, we understand sanctification uh, primarily uh, one-sided, monergistically, that God is the one who is building and carrying us along and everything else. And and I think there's a good argument to be made there, a good conversation to be made there. But at the same time, and this is something I was thinking about the other day, uh, actually while we were recording another podcast, is that there is a sense in which if God has created a new nature in us and new affections in us, right, those new affections are us, right? They're not God anymore, right? It's, and I'm not saying that we've suddenly ascended to this magical level where we're equal with God, but we do have to remember that, you know, and, and the Reformed argument even goes like this, it, that we will follow per circumspectly the, the desires of our nature. So if God has created a new nature in us, then our habits will be to follow that new nature, at least in part, right? Because we still know that, as we live, we struggle with that in the flesh right now. But the reality is, is there's also a sense in which, uh, and I think Lewis would lean heavily into this, where the image of God being recrafted, recreated in us through the new creation, through justification, now there are things about us that we will desire good things because that's now our nature. So I think that's, you know, and that may be overreading, probably is overreading Lewis at that point. Uh, but there is also a sense in which we have to recognize that, that there is a nature that we now have to follow. He finished, he ends uh, with talking about humility a little bit. He says, uh, in some sense, a Christian, uh, no, 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 I'm sorry. He has not been anything like long enough with the enemy 
to have any real humility. What he says, even on his knees, about his own sinfulness is all parrot talk. And then he goes on to, to, to say that um, he, he believes he has run up a very favorable credit balance in the enemy's ledger by allowing himself even to be converted. Uh, thinks that he is showing great humility and condescension in going to church at all. Um, and so uh, what, do you, what do you say to that? He has not been anything like long enough for the enemy to have any real humility yet. What he says, even on his knees about his own sinfulness, is all parrot talk. Well, I think I think Lewis actually addresses this in Mere Christianity uh, as well, which is um, as somebody who is a brand new Christian and repeating parrot talk. Of course, I'm going to say yes. Uh, I mean, think about how you know, just from a biological perspective, right? You have kids, and they grow up, and they learn to talk, and they learn to they learn to walk, and they learn to do all these things. They learn because they're watching you do it, and they, you know, as parents and as you know, as or older siblings. Uh, I think both of us recognize that reality too. Is older siblings have a large of influence in that, but yeah, that's how you begin. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you learn to write the alphabet? Yeah. You know, the, a teacher will take a child's hand, uh, you know, put a pencil in the child's hand and then actually hold on to the child's hand yeah. while he makes those first mm-hmm. he or she makes those first stabs at writing those letters. And then eventually let's go of the hand. And all of a sudden the kid's trying to do it by themselves. And, you know, but then by the time they've had long series of practices, they're writing on their own and not just the form of letters, but now sentences and shapes and forms of forming thoughts and everything yeah. else. So, yeah. So to say that, yeah, he's just beginning as a new believer to begin only in parrot talk, we're going to go, yes, mm-hmm. your point being, mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I think, and I think that's maybe the misunderstanding. And I think that's one of the, the, the stronger points, I think, even of that conversation is that we recognize that growth in Christianity is not something that is this instant, instantaneous change, right. but rather it is something that we step into and lean into and grow into. The idea of, of calling it parrot talk, though, I think is a bit of a um, uh, condescending, right? Oh, of course of, it is. Of, of a statement. Sure it uh, is. Calling it nothing more than parrot talk. At the same time, I think there is a real sense uh, that certainly early on and, and, and even beyond that, um, as as Christians, uh, a lot of times looking and talking about our own sinfulness, uh, it there is some kind of faux humility in that. Um, sure. Um, certainly, at first, I think I think as we grow in our in our faith uh, in our relationship with Christ, I think that changes a bit um, and becomes you know more real. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think though too that along the rea- the reality is I, I think. Sometimes is this to Lewis. I was once exposed to a letter that Lewis wrote to a woman who uh, she had a son and she was a devout believer in Jesus. And she said, you know, it's so strange because my, my son, he reads the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and he reads Chronicles of Narnia and he absolutely loves Aslan. But but he I can't get him to connect with Jesus at all. And and Lewis says, dear woman, don't worry about it. He says, let it, let him connect with Aslan, because the truth is that Aslan is patterned after Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and the things, all the things that your son loves in Aslan, he will eventually understand that are really things in Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, just keep him exposed to both and keep moving through that. And I think that that's, the, the reality is, again, I think understanding that, that there is this system of growth that we have to deal with and that what, and again, parrot talk absolutely is condescending, but how else would a demon write about a believer who's trying to getting into that? And I think there is a lot of faux humility, but, but we begin 
by trying to put things on. Mm-hmm. And then we are taught that what we put on doesn't fit us yet, but it will, mm-hmm. you know? So even if there is a faux humility to it, you know, well, I even, would even going back for a moment to the very beginning of this particular list, letter number two and the screw tape letters. And uh, where he says, your patient has become a Christian, but uh, there is no need to despair. Hundreds of these adult converts mm-hmm. uh, have been reclaimed after a brief sojourn in the enemy's camp and are now with us. All the habits of the patient, both mental and bodily, are still in our favor. And so you have that, you know, well, once saved, always saved kind of question that kind of comes up here. But again, I think it's important to look at it, make sure we're reading it from the perspective in which Lewis mm-hmm. is writing it. And that is uh, from the perspective of a demon. Uh, which would have no more insight than another human being looking in and in, in trying to dis- the differentiate or decipher whether somebody is truly saved or not, right? Right, because we have we have no ability, and and this in this fictional demon, uh, but even the course of truth of real demons, is that there is no facility for them to understand and read the human heart. Yeah, you know, only only God knows, yeah. and only God can weigh and measure the human heart. So I think that that's, that's got to be a reality of it. So when you see somebody, and then from, from that perspective, you see someone who is, you know, all in, so to speak, you mm-hmm, know, start going mm-hmm, to church, mm-hmm. attending church regularly, saying all the right things, uh, and, then, and then at some point they abandon that and, and walk away. Mm-hmm. From, from, from an outsider's, per, from a third-party perspective, you would look at that, and you would say, oh, okay, he's a Christian, and now the person's not a Christian anymore. Uh, sure. I think we look at the parable of the sower, and it tells us, right, that, that actually there's something else that's going on there. Sure. Um, anyhow, um, just so you know, I may actually add this to the back end of, of episode number one after our conclusion. Okay. Um, and so if anybody happens to leave it on, they might hear you talking about this, but I wanted to give Whoops. you yeah, an opportunity. <laughs> what are you, you're, you're thinking about doing 31, there's 31 letters, yeah, yeah, yeah. letters. you're thinking about doing one a day for 31 days, maybe, uh, maybe the month of January. Yeah, we're going to do, we're going to, I'm going to try to do one a day. I want to try to do these one a day for the month of January. Uh, and I think I will. I will probably drop and maybe if you're okay with this, maybe even post up. Uh, I've been redoing some reading, just trying to get some background to the screw tape letters. Mm-hmm. So maybe do like, it'll actually be a total of 32 okay. little videos, but the first one will be intro to just an intro to here's this. C.S. Lewis. Yeah. Here's, here's the screw tape letters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what, what's the format of each of these little kind of devotionals? We, we think in 10, 15 minutes, think in 30 minutes. What, what no, 10, 15 minutes max, mm-hmm. 10, and, 15 and, minutes and, max. And, and I mean, are you going to read through the letter and then talk through it? Are you going to pick a section out of the letter? Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm probably going to read through the letters. I'm going to read through the letter and then I'm probably going to just kind of hit some highlights, kind of just like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just pick out some highlights, pick out some things that jumped out of me, things that I think are particularly relevant for us as individual believers, mm-hmm. Uh, today, which I think it's always fun because, again, Lewis wrote this in 40s. the 40s, yeah. and now we're applying it in, the, in yeah, 2020, almost, 80 almost 80 years later, yeah, and it's it's still, I think, very, very, very applicable. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and okay, so that'll be the format, yeah, read through, uh, pull out some things that kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the church in particular, is that kind of your, uh, uh, the thought? I mean, I think again, for... Again, not necessarily Northcliffe, but, but right, just right, the church for, in general. Yeah. Absolutely, I think my 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 intent really is for the church in general because I think the truth is is that uh, while Northcliffe may deal with a lot of the issues that are that Lewis addresses in the Screw Tape Letters, I think most churches are dealing with a lot of issues in the Screw Tape Letters. I mean, even just what we were just talking yeah. about, but you know, where the patient converts into being a Christian and then all of a sudden they're a part of this life and then they kind of drop out and mm-hmm. there's all these other kind of habits that he has to deal with coming from being a believer, coming from being an unbeliever to now realizing what this transformed life looks like and how those things kind of ebb and flow and come and go and those kind of things. 
and we need to do that in the life of the church as well. That's not that's not a unilateral kind of reality. That's that's a, that's sort of like everybody's kind of experience of it. You were kind of talking about it when you were talking about you know, Aslan a moment ago, but uh, mm-hmm. just in general. Um, is there a benefit in your mind? I, I know the answer, but uh, is there a benefit in reading this kind of uh, literature uh, for the Christian? I think there's definitely benefit in reading uh, this kind of literature, not only just this kind of literature, but literature in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the truth is, is, I think we as creations are very story-driven people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a very story-driven creation. And while, I, and again, not to... to bash any of the other people who we've read who are more teaching oriented they're more like propositionally oriented that's not what i mean to say but it's just to say that some of the most time-honored stories and traditions of the christian life uh come from story even jesus taught in parables you know so um anybody looking to um Check this out, the devotion, 31 days, 32 days, whatever. Where should they go to find that? We are actually going to start posting these on uh, the Northcliffe website. So okay. northcliffonline.org you is where you'll see that. I'm going to send out some emails just inviting people to it. Can and you it's sign also up gonna be, for the emails to be sent to them, or is it just going to be on the website? They can absolutely. It's going to be on the website, but you can also sign up for the email at uh, just email us at at the email the church at Northcliffe at northcliffonline.org, right. and we can get you signed up and square those away and send those out. Cool, cool. Thank you, sir. Thank you.